All right, welcome to our new streaming show, Bruise News, as well as it's going to be in the Fight Game Media Network feed. Uh, joining me is Paul Fontaine from the Dynamite Show and in the Clinch. So people may wonder, what in the hell does Bruise News mean? So it, it's very simple. There's a podcast that I really love called Food News, and they talk about food and snacks and alcohol and when the in the alcohol portion of their show they call it booze news so i thought wow bruise news is catchy wcw had a bruise crew so let's not overthink this and let's just go with bruise news so what we're going to do is we're going to analyze the latest news in pro wrestling mma and boxing today we're specifically going to focus on wwe news and some canelo news uh, Carlos Toro is scheduled to join us after uh, in a little bit, but we'll see. We'll see if he can get on. I know he's been having uh, some internet issues, and if Carlos can't make it, then you know Paul and I can talk about it. But I think Carlos is, is desperately trying to get on here. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, the the first thing I think that we should talk about is uh, this Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon news. Now, it was reported via John Pollock from Post Wrestling. He says another major name is expected to take part in WrestleMania 38, which will surprise some. Post Wrestling can confirm that Vince McMahon is expected to launch a program with Pat McAfee, which will include WrestleMania 38. Multiple sources inform us that McAfee was set for something on the show involving McMahon when speaking with the source with knowledge of the situation and whether it would be billed as an official match on the WrestleMania card. We were told most likely... McMahon will be appearing on the Pat McAfee show this Thursday at noon Eastern and will presumably begin the story. Now, that news came out last night and we were all kind of wondering about it. John is a great reporter. He's not going to go with something that is possibly, you know, that he's not sure about or he's not comfortable reporting. Uh, what was your initial thoughts when you heard that Vince McMahon may be coming back to wrestle in his mid mid 70 what how old is Vince? 76 or 77 like yeah i think maybe 76 now and be 77 by then i mean honestly i okay so i've got tickets to both nights of wrestlemania and my initial thought was i don't know if i want to go the night vince is wrestling like and i you know i was actually pretty excited about this card i don't want to see a 77 year old man get in the ring now that said there's a key phrase that they have on there and it was is will be billed as a match. Mm -hmm. And then Dave Meltzer uh, tweeted out today. I think it was a tweet or it might have been on the Wrestling Observer board. But he said it's currently slated to be on the lineup. Yes. So the he, fact Dave, that it's Dave's actual comment on Twitter was as of last night, Vince versus Pat McAfee was listed as a match on the internal schedule right. for WrestleMania. So the fact that it's listed does not necessarily mean it's going to happen. And I just I can't imagine. I honestly can't imagine one person in the world that wants to see this match. And I can imagine there's a lot of people that don't, you know, so I don't see the appeal. I really don't. You know, if it was if he was 20 years younger, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, if it was Austin versus McMahon, maybe, you know, there's some nostalgia. But even then, it's still Vince and he's yeah. still 77. Um, one question I had, I 
thought they said on SmackDown that it was Tuesday that it was going to be, but it is definitely Thursday. That I think his show, show. Is, his show is on Thursday. Oh, I, I thought it was every day. Okay. okay. You, you might be right. You, you may be right. It may, may be every day. I, I have the, no idea. But I just, it I is know definitely the, um, Thursday. I'm trying to think because the, the big one, I mean, you, you might be right because I think the Aaron Rodgers show, which was the big one, right? Every time Aaron Rodgers goes on McAfee, the, it, could, it does crazy numbers. That may I, th- I thought that was on a Thursday, but it was probably not. Yeah, I think I think you're right. I think it is a daily streaming show, and because he's got the audio of it, I think it's on. Yeah, Sirius because it it goes on. Um, I get it on uh, Sirius on mm-hmm. Mad Dog Sports. I think I think is where. It- okay, There's so it's looking at where I first heard it. It just said next week. It didn't give a date. Okay, so now, if this is on the internal schedule, like everybody mm-hmm. says. There is still there's still an out, right? You you can yeah. still have an out to where this crazy old man who probably <laughs> believes he's going to live forever doesn't wrestle. And uh, our friend Keila Cash, who hosts the uh, the the rap our our WWE podcast on the Fight Game Media Network, said she thinks what they should do is have Austin Theory be Vince's representative mm-hmm. against Pat McAfee, which makes a lot more sense, especially yeah. because. We are pushing younger talent in this situation versus Vince, who is old enough to be Austin Theory's grandfather. (laughs) Um, But there is a cachet that Vince brings by it's almost like a um, it's like a crazy promotional tactic, right? Like this is the circus atmosphere that WWE can still exist in, which is come see this 76-year-old crazy man take a bump and he's going to hurt himself knowing that he's doing it for his own business and that is the the thing that you are paying your your $10 for Peacock network to see do you, i i can see it both ways I, I much like Kila i think it is a better situation if Vince is there and maybe Vince can take a punch, right? Maybe Vince, yeah. you know, he can, he can take a punch and take a little pratfall. Took a headbutt from Owens. What? Like two, three years ago. Oh gosh. Yeah. Uh, but there is this like really, uh, it's almost like a pornographic thing where Vince McMahon is going to wrestle a match. And do you want to see an old, what, you know, we, we have to watch to see what happens with the old man. Like uh, it's scary for sure. Definitely scary. Um, but I, I can see why people would tune in. I mean, I, I, I guess. I mean, not me. Um, you know, and I like porn as much as the next guy, but you not, that, bought- not that kind of porn. <laughs> you um, already bought your tickets, though. Well, I know. And that's what I mean. Like, I mean, I might just decide to. Well, I mean, put it this way. I don't think whatever happens, I don't think they're actually going to have a match. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, Vince will put on the skin tight, you know, like workout top and, and the sweats and, and come out there and look all jacked up and try to prove he's Jack LaLanne. But, um, you know, he's, I mean, I don't think he's going to actually wrestle, you know? Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the Austin theory thing makes sense. And, and I, I even see a scenario where this could tie into the MSG show next week, you know, because, um, Heyman is promising a world title level competitor mm-hmm. and Austin theory was the last guy in the chamber with Brock. So, you know, that could be what ends up, you know, somehow getting to, you know, maybe Vince gets mad at him or something and says, you know, you're going to fight to Pat McAfee. I don't know. Um, you know, I just, I'm trying to think of ways that they could somehow get out of this because okay, here, here's my guess. I don't know anything. 
Yeah, I know just as much as what we've seen. Okay, actually, before I get to my to my guests, uh, Dave and I finished Wrestling Observer Radio last night, mm-hmm. and I then saw the news from John Pollock, and I said. Vince is on McAfee next week, and Pollock reported that it's to kick off a program for a most likely match at WrestleMania. This is what I texted him. I think he was out for dinner. What do you think his reply? It was a one-word reply. Uh, God. <laughs> it, similar. It okay. was crazy. Like okay, that was, yeah. that was crazy. Yeah, I was just trying to think um, of a word Dave would say. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, okay. So now here, here's my idea. Okay. It's going to be a handicap match. Oh, okay. Vince and Theory against McAfee, where Vince goes out. You know, I, can you imagine the amount of steroids he's going to take oh. to look halfway decent with his with the tank top on? Uh, or like how much? I mean, not just the steroids, but he's going to actually have to work out, and he's seventy six years old. You know, so uh, what I'm wondering is how do you get from Vince McMahon is a wacky old Milton Berle that's sitting behind a desk, you know, playing games with Austin Theory to I'm going to have a match with Pat McAfee. Like, how do you get from point A to point D? Like, what are we going to see on Thursday? Like, what's going to happen on this podcast that's going to lead to a match at WrestleMania? Like, that's kind of fascinating to me. And I've never, like, I like Pat McAfee, and, you know, I'll listen to it when I'm in the car, but it's not like appointment viewing. I know a lot of people really like the show, and he got $30 million for the podcast. So, But I just, I can't imagine what's going to happen on that show on Thursday. Okay, can you, now, from a, I'm not saying what Pat McAfee does is necessarily journalism. He's a talk show host, sure, right? Yeah. His, his his goal is to drive listeners to want yeah. to hear what he's going to say and what his guests say. Do you think it could be a turnoff for some of that audience for them to start an angle where he kind of has to be a little bit of tongue in cheek and it's a little bit of a show and the listeners are like, come on, dude, we, we, we deal with the wrestling stuff because we know that you like it, but now you are using your platform to, you know, to, to do something that's not real. It's possible. Cause I mean, it could turn into a situation like, uh, Michael Landsberg up here, you know, he used to have a show called off the record Oh yeah, and, and, and it was a really popular show and he would have guests on, they talk about all kinds of things about sports. And then WWE started using him to, to break angles and the whole Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels thing that was fueled by off the record. Like that's mm-hmm. why like every single person in the building in Montreal knew that it was Bret Hart's last night in WWF, even though we didn't have internet really. I mean, there was internet, but nothing like it is now yeah. because they use that show. And so there is a danger that people could look at the Pat McAfee show as, oh, it's just another branch of WWE and mm-hmm. they're using it to extend their storylines and I'm out, yeah. you know? Um, but I mean, you know, I think he gets enough A-list guests that, you know, hopefully that doesn't happen. Like, you know, I also, I also think the fan base is that they just know that whatever it is, it's going to be entertaining and we're fine with it. it. And it could also lead to, you know, that fan base that, you know, what I'm assuming like 35 to 49 year old males where WWE is suffering right now. Um, hey, you know what? Pat McAfee's going to be on WrestleMania. That's cool. Yeah. You know, like you never know. And then you'd imagine that you'll probably have some other guests leading up to mania. You know, I'll have Ronda on there probably. And, you know, Austin and whoever else. And, you know, that's going to bring some awareness to the card and they're trying to sell 80,000 tickets. So. All right. So um, let's, uh, let's actually bring in Carlos here. 
So uh, Car- I'll let Carlos come in, and he- Carlos is also a wrestling fan. He he likes the wackiness of this wrestling stuff, and and we'll let we'll we'll t- ask him about this. Uh, th- this match with Roman Reigns and uh, Brock Lesnar. So let's bring Carlos in. <laughs> Carlos, what is up? How are you doing? Carlos Toro from uh, the Car- Carlos Toro Media on YouTube and also the co-host of Pound for Pound on the Fight Game Media Network. What's up, man? Hey, sorry I couldn't make it here a little earlier. been dealing with some internet issues. been actually beforehand, before my internet issues, was dealing with an interview that's going to be coming out this week on the Pound for Pound podcast. Oh, so, nice. So that happened. Then the internet issues came uh, <laughs> came on, and now they're finally here. So, do you want you want to do a little tease? Do we know who it is? Who are you talking to? So it is a, a friend of mine who does great documentary work on YouTube, and he's got an episode out on Roman Chocolatito Gonzalez coming oh, wow. out uh, later this week because he fights on March fifth. If, if March fifth is the Saturday, then yeah, it's that Saturday. So, um, and I actually did a little bit of work on that documentary, and I was very excited to sort of have him on, which I believe is the first official guest of Pound for Pound. So, and there will be more. There will be more down the line. So, wait. So, are you actually on the documentary, like as a interview, or did you just help him with some of the the research? It was more translating work. Okay, got it. It was mainly translating work. Uh, he needed a guy to translate the inter- uh, interviews from Spanish to English, and so uh, I basically uh, dealt with that on the, I guess, on the closed captioning side of things. Got it. Okay, so got you in a little bit early, so you can talk about this, which is um, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar. We knew they were going to have the match. We knew this was going to be the big WrestleMania match, but now. What they've said is it is going to be the well, they're they're calling it the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. And they're saying that is now winner take all championship unification. So that was on SmackDown last night. And the the so we'll start with Carlos and we'll go back to Paul. Um what do you think about them doing it title for title and then possibly unifying the title? I was yeah. quite oh sorry. Just go ahead, Carlos. Oh sorry. Um it's funny because in my world, championship unification may mean a little bit different than what wrestling unification may be. And right. boxing unification simply means a guy is holding multiple belts and but it's not they're not considered one singular belt, they're just multiple belts. So in this case, I don't know if it's WWE, you know, trying to word things a little bit differently because they as far as i know they haven't properly explained that if the winner walks out (laughs) as a singular champion or is he just holding both belts and is gonna have to hold both you know a la you know in new japan when they did it uh a couple of years ago so i'm very curious about that uh i'm still a little bit uh uh befuddled but not surprised that the wording is saying that the greatest uh wrestlemania (laughs) event of all time which don't agree. <laughs> no, I don't agree one bit. I'm not sure if this even goes into top three uh, all time. So, but you know, WWE loves they since the pandemic they love doing these you know hyperbolic statements into some of these matches. Remember um, uh, the the Edge match, you know, the greatest wrestling match of all time. Yes. Which, God, it, it was you know it was a great match, but you know not the greatest of all time. But well, I mean, if you are 
uh, WWE, the way that you can explain it is by saying, because of this Peacock deal, more people will watch this WrestleMania show than any WrestleMania show ever. Because, you know, and, and how they count it up and how they count viewers and how they do all that. I mean, it's it's whatever they want it to be. I mean, they're going to they're going to say that there's going to be 100,000 people in that stadium both nights. Right. <laughs> when when there won't. So they, they can make it up whichever way that they want. It's all hyperbole. It's all hyping the show. All, and they've all been good. doing that in the in the media and the earnings calls when they yes. I remember the, the latest media earnings call. They touted how good the Peacock viewership has been in comparison to the WWE Network before that deal. So uh, they're going to try to, you know, chug that bolt, uh, you know, keep that train rolling uh, a lot, you know, for as long as they can. Paul's, Paul's cat. For the, people, <laughs> for the people not watching the video, Paul's cat just did a run-in, and I, I thought it I, I, kind of, I thought it was going to scare Paul, but he just no. pulled it. No, I'm, <laughs> um, I, if, if anybody's ever watched my uh, Grandpa Dez show, it, it happens at least every second show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so Carlos, one more, one more question, which is, um, so do you think that this is WWE getting the wording incorrectly and specifically not being clear of what this is or do you actually think winner gets both belts and there's going to be one champion i think they're keeping the wording a little bit loose and i think that's why we haven't had an, an actual definition because here's the thing wwe a lot of times it's you know they don't plan things out very well in terms of the long term <laughs> and they change things a lot on, on a whim and i think they they kind of want to keep that plausible deniability in the sense that you know we never properly said one guy walks away with you know both belts or one guy walks away with you know as a singular champion or, or something i think they're trying to sort of keep things a little loose so that they can sort of, you know, work, work things around however Vince wants to sort of work them around. You know, it, it's very possible he may change his mind two months down the road and we may have something entirely different that contradicts the very notion of what the main this main event is going to be. All right, Paul, let's let's uh, get your point of view sure. on this. I know last night when we were kind of talking about it, you were like, OK, what like is is this? Uh, the the social media team not really yeah. understanding what's going on, but then when when I don't know if you've watched Matt, I think you watched. Yeah, Matt I did. I, I did. What they, I, I was going to talk about that. Yeah. So I mean, when you, so I watched Raw, and at the end of Raw, they basically said, you know, Brock's going to, or I sometime in Raw, they said Brock's going to be on, and the match at WrestleMania is going to be winner take all, and so winner take all to me means okay, the champion is going to have both belts, mm -hmm. but since Monday. You know, and yesterday afternoon on social media, and they the wording was changed. I mean, they still have winner take all in there, but now it says title unification or championship unification. They keeps they they stress that championship unification in the opening video package on SmackDown. Like they said, championship unification. They said it all night. So I mean, that's clearly the intention now that these two belts are going to be unified. But like Carlos said, I mean, you know, he said that Vince McMahon might change his mind in two months. <laughs> he may change his mind five times between now and WrestleMania. <laughs> um, you know, and that wouldn't surprise me at all. We Monday Monday might come around and it might be, oh, the winner's going to be the WWE champion and the Universal champion. You know, not necessarily the WWE Universal champion. Now, in the past, when they've done this and they have unified the belts before, 
it has been, you know, the undisputed. My opinion on why they're doing this, and this may be way off, but I think that they want to call the champion the undisputed champion so that they're talking about WWE, but in actuality, AEW is gaining a little steam. And in the eyes of people that are a little less in the know, undisputed means, okay, the AEW champion is not the champion. Roman Reigns is the undisputed heavyweight champion or wrestling champion or whatever you want to call him. But I mean, at some point they're going to need a champion on the other brand or Roman's just going to go back and forth, which I'm sure, you know, I'm sure USA would be happy with that. I'm sure Fox would be happy with that. And I'm sure Vince would be happy with that. Whether or not Roman wants to work Mondays and Fridays, you know, that remains to be seen. Okay. I'm happy you went there. Okay. Because here's my question. Is it possible that the USA folks were like, hey, Fox has gotten all the considerations. They wanted Charlotte. They got Charlotte. They wanted uh, Brock. They got Brock. They wanted Ronda. They got Ronda. Now, what about us? Like, what about giving us a little bit of love? What? What? what, what how about we get Roman? You guys have Brock. We get Roman. And Vince's solution was, hey, Roman's going to win the title. We'll have one champion, and he'll go back and forth. Like, that could be a thought about how to do that. Now, I don't know if that is the case. I'm just spitballing here. But... You know, the idea that that uh, everyone sees that SmackDown gets all of the, you know, all of the big names. Um, so I, I kind of wonder if that's a possible solution to that. But also, and here's the thing. I, I talked to Andrew Zarian and, and Rich. Hmm. They did their Royal Rumble watch along. And uh, I called up to because I went to go get some coffee. And I was like, oh, I'll call these guys up and, and chit chat. And we talked about it. We said, you know, do you believe that they will do the Undisputed thing and we all said no because it's just harder but we all thought that creatively because you kind of have to book in advance to do this thing right it might be better for everybody if they if they do do it but i also think because it's harder they won't do it so my thoughts is they'll do it for like a month and then it'll go back to how it was and there will be a tournament for you know or maybe the money in the bank winner gets the the other belt and they're bringing it back whatever it is I do think they're going to go back to what it was because they can and and their fans don't hold them accountable for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, I I do think, uh, you know, we'll probably have it back. But then again, like we were talking with Carlos, like Vince could go. I (laughs) didn't understand that. That's what we were saying. It's not (laughs) the case at all. (laughs) Um, All right. So part of the reason Carlos is on is because there was an also another major thing that happened yesterday and we're talking about the Canelo deal with um uh with Dizone so uh, from Mike Coppinger's Twitter yesterday he said Matchroom Boxing announces that the Canelo Alvarez Dimitri Bivol Dizone pay-per-view will be priced at 59.99 for current subscribers and 79.99 for new subscribers which includes a one month subscription available with Dizone not pay-per-view outside of US and Canada except Mexico and Latin America. So there's two pieces of big news. One, mm-hmm. Canelo is is going to fight for the, the the light heavyweight title. Uh, as he he Canelo is the boxing version of the belt collector. That's his that's his entire <laughs> gimmick. Um, but the other piece of this is DeZone, who not very long ago, it was only a few years ago, where they said their whole marketing gimmick was around pay per view being dead, and now they're using the ESPN Plus model 
ESPN Plus, which has successfully utilized it with the UFC, of having a subscription service. And then on top of that subscription service, you have to buy the pay-per-view for X amount of dollars. So, Carlos, did you see this coming? What were your thoughts on on DAZN kind of just blowing up their entire model for this Canelo fight? So... My first immediate thoughts to the fight uh, against Dimitri Bivol for the WBA light heavyweight title. It's it's a fight that you know I saw coming. The Bivol was the the favorite in my opinion for you know for the last couple of months as far as uh, whoever as far as whoever would land Canelo Alvarez next. It's no secret that Canelo Alvarez loves working with Eddie Hearn in matchroom boxing. They've had a you know in Canelo's eyes a very successful. A short relationship that they've had since 2020, when he's been when he had the fight against Callum Smith, and then you know had the fight against Anthony Hildrum. Those two fights really left an impression on Canelo Alvarez as far as what his future could entail. And you, you mentioned, I think it's a great point, Canelo being the belt collector because <laughs> right now Dimitri Bivol is really the only title holder that's free right now where Canelo uh, could try and snatch a belt. As far as the pay per view side of things. It's, I actually did kind of see this coming for a, for a good while because financially, the zone, it's current, uh, the, the model that it started on, and because of the pandemic or in maybe in a lot because of all the money that they invested, they did not get anywhere near the return on investment that they had spent for the first initial years. And obviously, with the zone in the US, boxing was not their. Boxing was not their their only reason for going to the U.S. They had a long-term strategy in trying to get all these rights for all these other major throws, and boxing was sort of that first step into the door, and clearly that has not worked out well. And they needed to do something to recoup some of that money. Now, some a lot of people may not know that, but they actually have been running pay-per-views kind of, um, you know, in, in the last couple of years. They did it with the two Canelo fights uh, against Callum Smith and Daphne Yildrim, where they actually held the fight in like traditional pay-per-views, I guess so to speak, where you also get a you know a, a month subscription to the Zone. But if you had the if you had the Zone at the time, obviously you didn't have to pay extra. Now it's incorporating that ESPN Plus model as you speak, and it now opens the door. I think not just from a financial standpoint for the Zone to get gain a lot more money, but also for maybe if the zone sort of wants to sort of branch out and really work with some of these other promotions, some of these other companies, and maybe trying to get Canel Alvarez to stay on the zone some way, shape, or form, maybe that's how you sort of incorporate the top ranks who, who's working with ESPN, PBC, who's got deals with you know Showtime and Fox. I don't know how much Fox is going to sort of stay with PBC after this year with their current deal uh, coming up uh, at the end of the year, but still it now opens the possibility of, you know, joint pay-per-views. Boxing's done that a, a couple of times. The Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder fights were all uh, joint pay-per-views between ESPN and whatever uh, box, uh, whatever network PBC was working uh, for that particular fight at the time, whether it be Fox or Showtime. So does this open the door? I think Canel Alvarez getting to fight on pay-per-view and sticking with the zone, I think that was what, you know, Canelo's best uh, best scenario because he gets to still work with Eddie Hearn. He gets to still make a lot of money on the pay-per-view. And it does keep his op- options relatively open. 
uh, as far as it being a multi-fight deal, that's that's kind of going to a little bit more murky water, a little bit more tricky territory. Okay, so Paul n- noted that when the UFC did this, they went with their biggest cash cow, which is exactly what DAZN is doing here. Conor McGregor, first fight on this new ESPN pay-per-view service. Canelo Alvarez on this new DAZN pay-per-view service. But Bivol, as his opponent, is not the casual fan uh, type of fighter. This is not Golovkin 3. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about them going into this new business with... This almost feels like a, a <laughs> starter fight more than like the biggest fight that they could possibly do to, to kick off the new business. It kind of gives me a little bit of, you know, flashbacks to Canelo's actual first fight on the zone, which was against Rocky Fielding at Madison Square Garden a few years oh ago. Gosh. Where Oh, I remember that fight. <laughs> <laughs> where, you know, obviously Rocky was completely overmatched and Canelo, you know, took him out in a few short rounds and that's it. Bivol, that's an, that's an interesting because boxing-wise, you can very much argue he is the very toughest test Right now in boxing uh, for Canelo Alvarez, commercially, it's still a tough sell because here's the thing. You still have to – it's not just you're advertising Canelo Alvarez on pay-per-view. You still have to advertise Canelo Alvarez on the zone, and that's still a tough task right now, especially during the pandemic where things have really kind of slowed down a lot for the zone, and they're – and this, and I said this a few years ago, and I'll say it again now, and it's still, I think it's still true. The zone has that extra barrier being an an app only platform because now you have to invest a lot into marketing and programming on television. Whereas if you're to do a fight on pay per view and your ESPN and Fox or, or Showtime, there's already that built-in base where you can have an easier time marketing to the masses. It's it's tough. And for for the zone, because the biggest uh, networks that you want to try to get the word out, ESPN, Fox, Showtime, they got their <laughs> own boxing uh, to sort of advertise, and it becomes a little bit harder. I mean, when when it comes to say, you know, it, we've seen this in WWE how WWE has taken full advantage of their relationship with Fox, and you see advertisements uh, during the NFL season for. For SmackDown during NFL games, which I th- which it's been a great thing, the Zone does not have that luxury, and they have they have so many few luxuries that these other boxing promoters have that it does make it a little bit harder. I'm not expecting a particularly high buy rate uh, for this first fight, as far as uh, as you know, compared to the. Caleb Plant fight, which I'm seeing reports of being of doing like 900,000 buys or something like that. It's not going to do, I don't think it's going to do anywhere near that because you still have to not just advertise the pay per view, you still have to advertise the zone, which yeah. is still a tough task. And it is, it is still a little wonky. Like if you, if you're just like, where can I buy this fight? How do I buy it? You still, like you said, you got to go through the app. And then there's the $20 plus the $59.99. So there, there's like some complexity. And boxing fans historically 
age a little higher than mm-hmm. uh, you know than than you know some of the other fans. So I think it's going to be that's an interesting thing as well. Uh, Paul, just uh, quickly, since you understand this ESPN mm-hmm. model, but you're also not you know you're you're more of a casual boxing fan where if there's a name you may be interested. Like, what do you think of this DAZN model? Well, the, the problem I see, okay, number one, it's $20 as opposed to ESPN, which is 10 and or I think maybe eight. And But but they also have a heck of a lot of other programming that I, as a mm-hmm. sports fan, would yeah. be interested in. And for me, like, I was a DAZN subscriber for years, and I recently canceled it because there just isn't anything on there that interests me. As a, you know, as a fan of a lot of different sports, they just don't have, they do have the NFL package in Canada, which was a nice plus, but now they, it, they're they co-doing it with TSN. So their only reason I was keeping DAZN was for to have Red Zone, but now TSN has Red Zone and I subscribe to TSN. So I, I canceled uh, DAZN. But even when I, like during the pandemic, for instance, when, you know, you are struggling to find anything to watch, you know, there's no sports, there's nothing. I looked at DAZN and like, they just have nothing. Like, you know, unless you're a boxing fan, like there seemed to be a lot of good boxing stuff in there. But what I'm wondering, Carlos, and maybe you could explain, like Mm -hmm. if on the months when when Canelo is not fighting, which is, you know, I'm assuming like probably eight or nine months out of the year, what why would somebody stay subscribed for another twenty dollars? Like I know with ESPN, you would just leave it on because there's there's shows every month, you know, with with UFC, even if you're only a UFC fan, you're probably getting enough content to cover that you know, $8 a month. Uh, but there's also hockey, there's baseball, there's basketball, there's all kinds of stuff. What do you have on DAZN to cover that $20? It's it, it a great question. And it, it's funny because prior to the pandemic, you had, uh, there were a lot of other programming. There, yeah. You know, Bellator was there. Yeah, for quite that, a long time. All the Bellator yeah. shorts were, were, were there. MLW for, for a brief spell was on there as well. They had a, I remember when they first came out, they had soccer from so many different countries, Japanese mm-hmm. soccer, which I'd never seen before. And I thought it was really interesting. Now it's, you know, it, it's kind of barren right now outside of boxing. I mean, you can watch darts. I think it's, oh. <laughs> I think I think they have the um, I think they have the European or the English Premier League in Canada. So I mean that's you know if you're a soccer fan. Yeah, it, well in the United States, uh, they uh, they have the women they have the women's Champions League, but aside from that, not much else. Okay. Uh, man, it's darts, boxing, uh, pool. Okay. I'm not doing a great job selling this. To <laughs> no, and that's what I mean. Like, I mean, I, in Canada, like, as if you're if you're a soccer or a football fan, maybe, but yeah, um, and the boxing and look, and I love the boxing thing I'm doing. I think the boxing has been terrific on on the zone, and I do appreciate the uh, the program they've done for boxing, but really have not done anything for any other sports, or at least for they haven't invested for as long as they have for boxing. Yeah, no, all all great points. Um, all right, I think that's going to wrap it up for our very first episode of of Bruise News. So, just quickly, just so people know, that there's no regular schedule. I I, I, ta- I talked to Paul and I said, "Hey, I have this idea for a, a live show, very much inspired by what John Pollock and Wei Ting do with their daily news." I, we don't have the you know this is not our career, so we we'll find time and we can. But, um, you know, Bruise News will be out sort of when news comes out and we'll get tons of people from this fight game uh, media network. 
personally, I don't even have a show on the Fight Game Media free network. Uh, so this will be sort of, you know, we're putting these on the free network, so it'll be my opportunity to have an actual show on the free network. But it's not going to be consistent. It's not going to be every Monday or every Wednesday. It'll just be sort of when the news happens and when we can get people to record but I think it's going to be fun because I love more than almost more than anything, like analyzing it and breaking down news and trying to make sense of things. But also there's going to be at least two more YouTube only shows. So if you want to go to the fight game uh, media YouTube channel, which is displayed here on, on the video, uh, we're going to debut a show called Power Bombshells hosted by. Uh, Sam Shipman and Mel Gray, both women, uh, not only going to be about women's wrestling, it's going to be about all wrestling. So uh, they they are interested in, in, in doing something with the network. And, you know, YouTube is I think is a good way for us to get them interactive. So that's going to start happening possibly uh, on Sunday, which is tomorrow. Uh, and then Justin Nipper, who does uh, write that down with Fumi Saito on our free network, he and Jeremy Finestone are going to do a video version of Justin's old show with J.D. Oliva on the Patreon called High Tension, talking about New Japan, New Japan Strong, with the New Japan Cup coming up. Jeremy is uh, is very big time into, into New Japan, so they're going to get that going. That's sort of coming out soon. We still have to kind of put some things together for that. But uh, yeah, so those are going to be two YouTube exclusive shows. That there will be no audio downloaded to any services at this point. That may change in the future. But uh, yeah, check out Power Bombshells, High Tension coming to this YouTube channel. And uh, and yeah, so you know we'll we'll just we'll, we'll we'll do these when we do them and when there's information coming out. I'm sure. You know, there's going to be lots of information post AEW Revolution, uh, post WrestleMania, pre WrestleMania, and post WrestleMania. And Paul, I think you're going to do something next weekend prior to the AEW Revolution pay per view. Do you want to talk about that real quick? Yeah. And actually, before I do that, I'll be doing an interview that I think is, is going to be going up on the Fight Game Media YouTube channel with a guy who wrestled a match on AEW Dark this past weekend that caught my eye. And I reached out to him and, and I'm going to interview him for the thing. It's Big Trouble Ben Bishop. This guy, he bills himself as six foot 12. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he's probably legit 6'10. Like mm-hmm. this guy's huge towered over 10 of the dark order and so i'm really looking forward to that and that'll be on the on the youtube channel but then next weekend before the AEW revolution pay-per-view we're going to be doing a live pregame show uh myself and jeff hawkins who are the co-host of the dynamite show along with james b mcdaniel and kevin ely of the boom and we'll so we'll be doing a collaborative and collectively known as boom goes the dynamite we'll be doing a revolution pregame show so i'm hoping that'll be a lot of fun it'll be live People can join us and give their predictions, give you know questions, comments, whatever. And then after the show, we'll do a recap for the uh, for for their show, the Boom. So yeah, really looking forward to that. So b- busy week coming up. Yeah, we it, we we were doing we had the Patreon network, we we're doing the free network, so we haven't done a lot on YouTube. But now that everything's sort of in process, we can focus some stuff back on YouTube. So Carlos's show, uh, Pound for Pound, comes out. Uh, every Wednesday morning, uh, Paul's show in the clinch comes out every Tuesday morning. And then Paul's has the dynamite show, which is up like literally like an hour and a half after the East coast viewing of 
dynamite and uh, and yeah so that was a lot of fun for our first show we'll be back at some point but uh you know give us some feedback shoot me an email gg at fightgamemedia.com uh if you have any thoughts on this show how we can make it even better all right so for paul for carlos i'm double g we'll see you when we see you peace (laughs) out